Okay, so we are up to Parshas Emor. We are flying Only one Parsha this week. Only one Parsha, <laughs> what can I tell you? Only cover one at a time anyways, but uh, we'll, do, uh, we'll just do one. We'll just do one this week. Okay, so uh, let's start right from the beginning of the Parsha, like we always do. Let's just read. We'll read and you'll tell me what you like, what you don't like, what bothers you, what doesn't bother you, and we'll see where we go. Says the Torah as follows. Vayom Hashem el Moshe. Hashem says to Moshe, Emor el ha-Kohanim b'nei Aaron, say to the Kohanim, the sons of Aaron, v'amarta alayim, and say to them, l'nefesh lo'yitama v'emav. And tell them, l'nefesh, to a soul, lo'yitama, you should not become defiled, tamay, whatever that means, right? Be'amav, in your nation. So that's, simply put, that's a, Prohibition to do what? If you're a Kohen, to? Go near his head Right, to not become Tommy. Right, a, right, a, a, a Kohen is not supposed to become Tommy. Okay. Ki im love. With the exception of, presumably, ki im, except for, she'ero ha'karove love, this individual to whom is very, one is very close. We assume that she'ero means, she'ero zu ishto, we'll see. Right, meaning his wife. Li'imo la'aviv. To his father and to his mother, mother and father, live no levito, Khalilah's son and daughter, Ulachiv, and to his brother. And to a sister who is not yet married, also to her you should become Tame. Right? Meaning that if she's married to somebody else, then the halacha changes, but as long as she's not married, so then also to the sister, she should, he should become Tame. Good. So, what did we learn? We learned that. Kohanim cannot become Tameh. However, they... Exceptions. Exceptions. What are the exceptions? If nobody else is, is, can carry, take on that responsibility. Why can no one... That's already... Okay, you're giving me reasons maybe, right? So who, who's... What do you mean no one else can take on their responsibility? What do you mean? Because it's their well, family. Yeah, but if you have a brother or a sister... They can take on that. Well, I guess a brother so would be a Kohen too. But a sister, a uh, sister could take care of everything, right? There's a sister in the family. She could take, she could take care of more of it. Or there, if they live in a community, the community could take care of it. Right. Right. Ah, So all the good. So that the Gemara doesn't say that anybody who the Kohen is mitame for are the individuals for whom any person is an avilus for. Except the right? sister who's married, he'd still right. sit for. Correct, for. correct. That's Except for a sister who's married. Right, correct, correct, okay. correct. Fine. So, good. So, Cohen can become Tomei. However, for a relative for whom he sits Shiva, what, what happens? He, now tell me, he can become Tomei? He must become Tomei? No. allowed to become Tomei? What would you say? It's a little unclear. A little unclear. Well, I'm saying if it's his immediate family, are we saying that he must become Tomei? Are we saying he's allowed to become Tomei? What are we saying? What's Ki'im? So Ki'im is except for, usually. I think he must become ah. mm-hmm. So La Yitama, we're going to see, is a Chiyuv. Now look at Rashi. Rashi says, And more Elakoanim. And more ve'amart. This is one of the kashas that, every, that, that all the mafarshim ask on this pasuk, right? It's actually the the the, the um, shorish amar comes up three times in the first pasuk. Vayomer Hashem al Moshe, and more el Aaron. Speak, tell the 
Kohanim, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, and that's, that's totally redundant, right? What do you have to, and more, and more, I get, Hashem has to speak to Moshe, right? But then, and more, like calling him an Aaron, what should you say to them? Just say, or that's it. Just tell them that they can't be, that they can't become them. Why say and more Viamarta? Why twice? Says Rashi. And more Viamarta Lahazhir Gedolim Alakatanim. What does that mean? Lahazhir. To warn Gedolim Alakatanim. It could be great to small, or it could mean, yeah, in halacha, someone's a gadol versus a katan, right, older to younger, right? Presumably, something about older kohanim, kohanim who are adults, teaching this to their children kohanim who are not adults. Okay. Kohen in training. Kohen in training. Kohen in training. Okay. Is that funny at all to you? That, and more of your mind, oh, I get it. Okay, so why a more of your mind? Because kohanim have to teach their children these halachos. What's the... Someone asked me a question. So I answered that with all halachos. Yeah, with all halachos. To teach my... We have to teach your children. Right? All of our children. We have to teach all of our children Torah. So a Kohen that teaches his child Kohen how to be a Kohen and the rules of being a Kohen. Why all of a sudden by this halacha and more v'yamart the older ones should teach the younger ones that's very nice but why specifically over here is there that requirement that the older ones teach the younger ones. Because this is a law for forever and ever. Okay, it is. Are other laws forever and ever? There are other ones also, right? No, it's good, but they're all, a lot, all, of our, all, of, all of the Torah, except for the things that were only in the Midbar, are forever and ever. So it's still kind of a challenge here, right? Why specifically? Why specifically? And take a look at something else that Rashi points out. Rashi also points out, Lo yitama, the last Rashi, right? Lo yitama, says Rashi, mitzvah. What does mitzvah mean? It's a commandment, you got to do it. Right? Lo yitama means that it is not just a something, a, a Kohen typically has an iser to become tame. And now when it's a relative, you're allowed. No, you're not allowed. You are required. You are required. It's Respons- you must. It's a mitzvah to do so. You must. He must become tummy. Um, anyone in this here who has relatives who are kohanim, right? So knows, or you have friends who are kohanim. You've probably seen the the intensity, right, with which kohanim to, to, kohanim anyways are supposed to be intense. That's like part of the midah of a kohen is to be very strong. Some of us know kohanim who are like that, right? Very strong people, and the and the. And particularly Kohanim are typically very strong and very, you know, careful about these halachos that apply to them because it's very unique. It's a very, it's like a very special thing to be a Kohen, right? And, and it's a very unique halacha. And you go, to, you go to a funeral sometimes and you see, right, the Kohanim standing outside, right? They have a, a loudspeaker, a speech Kohanim over here, etc. And then all of a sudden you go to a, a, a funeral of a Kohen's relative and you see, and the Kohen is now for the, like, for many times, the first time in their life, is told, not only may you go inside, you have to go inside. They've never been inside a funeral chapel before in their life. They may have never been inside a cemetery in their life. Right? Most adults have been inside cemeteries, you know, a bunch of times before. And a Kohen may have never in his life ever been in a cemetery. And the Torah says, you must go in. It's actually very, 
like for some Quran, it's very difficult. Because they're so, it's so entrenched in them that they absolutely are forbidden from these places. And they're very careful about it. So it's a very, very strong message. La Yitama, you must, you must go. It's not so simple. But for a wife, you would not go? For, wife, for his wife, he would go. Yeah, for his wife also he would go. If it's, a, if it's his wife that he, they're still married, yeah. If, it's, if they're still married, then yes. But for Shero Zu Ishto. Ain't Shero Ela Ishto, Rashi says. So it's, it's a wife, and then all the other, and then the other relatives. Father, mother, brother, sister, child, uh, son, daughter. And now, suppose if he's speaking of a wife, suppose somebody's a Bas Kohen, is she allowed to attend? Yes. This halacha only applies to men, it does not apply to women. Why that is, is an interesting question. But it's a rule that applies to, 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 to men. To men. Kohen is actually another, I didn't bring all the pieces of Rashi. It's a lot, a lot of Rashi. And him. One of them is he says, Bnei Aharon velo Benos Aharon. Why is it called a Bnei Aharon? Why is it Bnei Aharon? Bnei Aharon Bnei Aharon velo Benos Aharon. Only applies to Kohen. It doesn't apply to, ba- to a Bas Kohen. Yes, absolutely. Correct. So, it, so it's hard. So first of all, why more via Marta? Why am I more via Marta? But I'll ask you a second question. Why does he have to become Tommy? Why? why? Why is that so important? Why is it so important to Baruch Hu, that the, the Kohanim have these special rules? By the way, you want to tell the person, you're permitted. It's very difficult for you not to be there, etc. It's your family. So you're permitted to go. Okay. So you're permitted to go. Why does it have to be lo yitamash? You must. Must become Tami. I think it's a matter of it's a priority. Oh. It's more important that honor your family and that you do the right thing but your family than it is that you don't become tummy. Ah, ah, so maybe that's part of what's going on here, right? What's the messaging, the messaging here? What's important? What's, ah, good. The messaging here is actually very interesting, right? What's the messaging going on here by telling me I must do something that otherwise is absolutely forbidden, right? Take a look, take a look at the Gemara in source number three, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should ask, before I go further, any other questions? Anything else that bothers you about these psukim? About these halachos? There could be a lot of things, but... Anything else? These are two good ones. Okay. All right, so let's go. So it says the Gemara as follows. says the Gemara, this is the Gemara in Mordekatan. The Gemara in Mordekatan says the following. Tan Rabbanan. Kol ha'amur beparshas kohanim. Shekoi mitamilehen. Every person that the Torah says that a coin becomes tamay to. Avel misabel alehen. The avel is is uh, mourns for that person, right? This is that the point that he made before? The we call the design krovim, right? These seven people, the seven people that a person and that the Kohen's metametu are the same seven people that any person sit shiva for, right? With sit shiva for, we would have other avelos practices or for those individuals. Again, an interesting messaging going on here. Right, that's specific, like, we don't say the coins, but by the way, there's one other example. The, the, Gemara, the, the Torah also says, um, go back to Rashi for one second. The end of that Rashi, the first line, it says, Lo yitama be'amav, and you shouldn't become tummy to someone be'amav. Ba'od shameis besoch amav, yatza meis mitzvah. There's a meis mitzvah, meis mitzvah meaning a person who has nobody to bury them. So a coin can be metame also to a meis, for a meis mitzvah, which is actually interesting. Um, but besides the meis mitzvah, these are the seven people. So the same seven people that any regular person is Ms. Abba for those are seven people that the Kohen can be and must be Matameto. Okay? And look how the Rambam, look how the Rambam 
talks about this in the Sefer Mitzvah. So source number four, I don't think we've quoted the Sefer Mitzvah in a very long time. And the Rambam, in the Sefer Mitzvah, he lists every mitzvah, how he, how he believes all these mitzvahs fit into the, the 613, the count of 613. And mitzvahs, I say number 37, Zayin, is the mitzvah to become Tameh. Check it out. The mitzvah is for what? A kohen to become Tameh to their, one of their seven krovim who, who, who passes away. Right? What, the fact that Hashem, the Torah, lists, right? That they're not that they're not allowed to become tameh. The fact that the Torah says minam it holds them back. A kohen typically from becoming tameh, right? Tameh lemeis for the covet of a kohen. That's for their covet, right? Right, but they're allowed to become tameh to a relative. Why? And and maybe a person will think this is allowed. It's just permitted. Maybe a person will think I'm just allowed to do this, but I don't have to. Right? A person shouldn't think I'm allowed, but I, you know, I'm allowed. Allowed might be okay, but if I, people but take that. Better yeah, better if I don't. I don't know. I really shouldn't. It's okay. You're, you know, Rabbi, I'm not calling for a kula. I just want to know what the, what the MS is. What's the truth? What should I do? Right? The answer is you, you must. Right? There shouldn't be any wiggle waggle here in this. There should be no confusion about whether or not a person should be become a tumult to, to their Krovim. They must. And so the Torah makes it unambiguous, says the Rambam. You shouldn't make a mistake and think, maybe I should, maybe I should. No, you must. It says, That's what the Torah says. You must. For her, you should become Tami. Klomar, la to the sister. Mitzvah. If a person doesn't want to become Tame, we throw him into the cemetery and we force him to become Tame. Right? And it says, There was a story about this person, Yosef Akoin, Joe Cohen, I guess, right? His wife passed away in Erev Pesach. So what does that mean? He wouldn't be sitting Shiva for her. He won't be sitting Shiva. That's true. But ah, but if he becomes Tameh, he can't eat the Korban Pesach. He'll have to wait till Pesach Shani. So his wife passed away in Arab Pesach. He didn't want, he made sure she was buried. But he didn't want to go. And again, remember, for someone who's a Kohen, not being in the cemetery is not like a lack of experience. They've never had that experience. So they don't know any different. Right? So he says, of course I'll take care of the, the funeral arrangements, but I'm not, I, someone else will do it. I don't have to do it. Why have to? It's bad enough. I had the tragedy. I've lost my. And I have also missed out on Pesach. V'dachvu chachamim v'timuhu al korcho, and they pushed him and they forced him to become tamei. He says v'zeba atzma who mitzvahs evil. And the truth is, he says that's not just the general, this specific tekanim. This is the general klal of, of avilas in general. Klomar. Right? I mean, every person is responsible to be misabel for their krovim. And in order to strengthen that chiv of avelos in general, so the Ramah says something very takes it a step further. He says. Why does the Torah 
teach, he goes, this din, this halacha of Avelos, in a certain sense, is being learned to everybody from the Kohen. We actually have a number of examples like this, of halachos that apply to a Kohen, that then also apply to everyone. There's certain halachos about, you Kohanim are not supposed to uh, cut themselves for a maze, they're not supposed to, those things apply to everybody, not just to a Kohen. But we give the example by a Kohen, why? Because what, what's the limit there, right? If the Kohen, right, if the Kohens have to go ahead and get, and become Tame to their mace, they must, they're forced to go, go ahead and be a part of the funeral and, and, and the whole story, right? So what does that tell the, 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 the Israelis, everybody else, awesome. right? Kava Chomer also, obviously, we have to be involved in this, right? And it, and it, and it strengthens this, and it's fascinating, right? Kedesh lo yechalesh No person should chalila, like, um, take the mitzvah of Avelos lightly. Which I think, I don't know, to us it maybe seems like funny. Like, why would someone take the Avelos lightly? But it, it could, depending on the scenario, right? So what the Ramam is saying is that this is exactly the point, right? That the lesson here of Tama that she must, he must become Tamay to her, is not just a lesson for Kohanim. Right, it becomes a lesson for everybody in terms of how we how we relate to this din of Avelis. If he has to go through this shocking experience of becoming Tomei, so certainly it's true for for everyone. Which I think is like I, I think it's I think it's interesting. What would you think? What would be, what would be the reason why? What would be the otherwise be the concern? By a Kohen, I understand it because Kohanim are are super. You can have a person, and I mean this in, in the right way, a person who otherwise maybe isn't as careful about their other areas of halacha that they, that they keep, right? But when it comes to their rules of being a Kohen, they're super, super careful about it. And right? there's something like very, like, like very beautiful about that. You know, you have Kohen, whatever, in all, all types of ways. Um, experience that a lot of times with people. It's like, and it's very beautiful, right? But, um, so the Kohen, I get it. The Kohen, you know, otherwise might say, I, I can't do this, right? And instead, they're, they're forced in. I'm just interested, I, I don't know, what do, you, what do you think, like a regular person being willing to be not as careful about Avelis. Like that would happen otherwise, that people would be like Maybe it's uncomfortable for us now because we just don't live with the general Tamatara effects in our lives. So we don't even realize what it would mean on a regular daily basis to be Tame. So maybe there would be a borderline case where a person would be like, eh, I, don't need, I don't need to. Deal with you know, this whole it's, thing. It's not going to work for you this week, oh, I like that. It is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like we can't relate to it. I mean, I, I always just, I always like to try to think to myself, like, what would life really be like if this were a layer? And then I just, like, mm-hmm. clamp down and go, no, nah, I can't. Right. Um, no, so, one, yeah, so one answer could be that there's a, there's a real ramifications to becoming Tame. We go to, we go to, you know, if you have to, have to go to a funeral, you go to a funeral, you come back and you wash your hands and you go on with your day. Right? But if you were living in times of base Amikdash and you'd go to a funeral, then what would happen? Or you're on the Chebra Kedisha, right? And then, and then what's going to happen afterwards? You have to go through the paraduma process to become tahor, and it's not that simple. It takes time and it's effort, etc. And maybe, it may, and what would happen if people were more like you know? Again, th- th- we're talking about the the, the, the actual krovim. This isn't true that every single person has to has to necessarily do that. But but I'm saying, but the at least the krovim, you can imagine some situations where a person says, you know, they're not quite as close with that person, even though they're a relative, and they won't take it as seriously. They're not going to do it, and you know, it's hard. It's hard. And they might say, it's not worth all the effort, so I'll stay back. I'll stay back. I'll meet, the, I'll meet you at the house afterwards, you know? And they don't, and they don't join the experience. And the answer is, you have to. Right? You're expected to. That's what everyone does. Um, and by the way, to, you know, to segue, that can be true by situations where a person loses a relative who isn't, isn't, they're not so close to. 
right? Or, or Khalila had a difficult relationship with. And then, same thing. Again, there's what to be said, maybe for a different conversation, about what we do in those scenarios where it's serious, serious, you know, uh, challenges in the, in, the, in the relationship and then has a person sit shiver for someone who maybe was very terrible to them. It's a whole, maybe, further conversation. But, but here, in terms of, you know, when it's not quite as extreme, the, the response is, Laitama, do it. Go ahead. This is, this, is, this is your family. This is your family, right? And the, and the Rav says something very interesting with this as well. The Rav writes as follows in source number five. Five. Okay. So he talks about there's a, there's a concept in general in halacha when you have a certain halacha and it has to be over, overridden, right? So for example, it's Shabbos, right? So it's Shabbos and there's somebody sick, right? So what do we do? So, okay, the person's, uh, you know, the person's very sick. You have to call 911. It's okay. So what do you do? Even though it's also to make a phone call, so you do it anyways, right? And then you're not supposed to drive a car. You drive, fine. So the, there's a machlokas what, what, when it comes to those things. We call that overriding of the halacha either hutra or dechuya. So hutra means that in this moment, the isra goes away. Hutar, because permissible. Right? It's, it's mutar, hutra. Or we say, no, it's not permissible, but it's dechuya. I mean, I push it aside because dechuya means to push aside. Right? That the isra is there, the prohibition is still there, but I am allowed to push it aside for a minute because of this other superseding issue. What are the, you know, what's the difference? The difference would be if it's, if it's like hutra, so then certain scenarios, certain extra things that, you could, that need to be done, so maybe you could do them because everything's allowed, right? Just, it just, the issue goes away. As opposed to, no, the issue is still there, only the specific things you need to do are permissible, but everything else is still forbidden. But so the Rav, the Rav talks about this when it comes to this question, right? A Kohen can't become Tameh, right? Yet, when it comes time for a family member, we push that isra away. So what do we do with that? So he writes like this. The other type of suspension is known as dechuya, overridden in such cases. The conflicting prohibition, right, the thing that we're coming, clashing with, still exists, but it's overridden by the positive mitzvah. Right? The Kohen mourner, according to Maimonides, must defile himself, although paradoxically their prohibition to defile himself remains. The injunction against defiling himself is overridden by the more significant imperative to mourn a close relative through coming into contact with his body. The kiyom, the fulfillment of Avelos, is obtained through the violation of his priesthood. A similar mechanism applies in the case of all mourners in the Onain period uh, prior to burial. Right? So, this, so again, just like the Kohen has a, is, a, is like a, a model in terms of the becoming Tameh piece, he's also, he's also, the Kohen is also a model in terms of this other piece, which is that, what happens after a person loses a relative? Before the person is buried, so their status is the status of owning. So let's, so let's see how the Rebbe explains it. So he writes, right, during which the owning is prohibited from engaging in positive mitzvos. The Yushami derives this from the verse, so that you shall remember the day when you went out of the land of Egypt, all the days of your life. The Yushami expounds this verse as follows. One should only perform positive mitzvos when, when one is involved with the living, not while he is involved with the dead. In the case of the onen, the lack of performance of mitzvos becomes a kiyom of avila. So literally, a person who every day of their life since their bar mitzvah is put on tefillin. They lose a relative. And the person's not being buried till the next day, or even that day. So what's halacha? The halacha is, the, the, the person does not put on tefillin. Right? They don't, if it's, uh, if you're going to eat something, you don't make a bracha. Right? A person davens every single day. They've davened every day. They always daven every day. This day, no davening. It's, a, it's, it's shocking. Right? In the same way that it's shocking for the Kohen to walk into the, into the Beisach Varos or to go into the funeral parlor or whatever, it's shocking for any person. Right? Many people have a hard time with this. They say, you mean I can't daven today? 
Like, there's no dominant. You're not allowed. Right? You're not allowed. Why? Because what's the, what's the svar of owning? The, the point is, your job is to be dealing with this person's needs. Right? You're running a speech. You're taking care of what the, the transport. The, all the things have to be taken care of. That is your job. And that is your only job. And the Kaddish Baruch you can't do any Averis. You can't do any Averis. It's not like, a, that'd be like fun, right? Like one day, like, no, it's not, that's not how it works. But you can't, I always tell people that. I'm like, no mitzvahs, but you can't do any Averis, sorry. But, um, but it's, it's a fascinating concept. So also, what the Kaddish Baruch says like, you know, he says like, you know what? For one day, you're not going to, and by the way, it doesn't have to be one day. It could be a couple of days. It depends how long it takes till the person's buried. As long as, this, as long as your relative has not been taken care of, I'm out. Don't worry about me. Worry about him or her. That's your job. It's fascinating. To a similar effect, says the Maimonides states, in the beginning of Hilchas Avil, that is a, a positive commandment to mourn for one's deceased relatives, and that even the priest defiles himself and mourns for his relatives. The two halachos, the requirement to mourn one's deceased relatives, and the requirement that the priest become defiled for them in a manner that is desecrates his priesthood, constitute a single positive commandment among the numerated 613, and come under the same rubric. It's one halacha. The way that, the, according to Rambam, the way that a Kohen becomes Tameh, the requirement of a Kohen becomes Tameh, is the same mitzvah of a regular person to take care of their, their, their relative. It's one, it's one halacha. Right? Same point. Because again, it's, it's, it's the model. The model of the Kohen being willing to do something that he never does. Right? Because that's what a Kodesh Baruch asked him, because, because your family member is, is, is waiting for you. So that's the same model for us who give up mitzvos, right, for the day. And don't do any mitzvahs the whole day in order to go ahead and, uh, and be there for a family member, which is really, really, I, I think, a fascinating idea. Rav Salvechik always used to talk about this idea that, that you know, Yiddishkeit is not a, a, just a religion of rules and laws, but it's a religion of values, right? And the halachos are always there. And this is the Rav, every time the Rav would give a redarsh in anything, it always, he'd take the halacha and show you how the halacha, the halacha framework brings out a certain value, right? And so he would bring out that this idea, that, the, that this, this framework of the coin. The, the Cohen's commitment to family in a way that is, right, literally violates something that otherwise is so important to him, goes ahead and, um, and, and kind of brings out that value that at a certain, there are certain times when family comes first to a certain extent. Right? Again, because the Torah tells us that. The Torah wouldn't tell us that it wouldn't, right? But, but in a certain sense, family comes first. It's fascinating. So that's idea number one. That's idea number one. Um, but, but what's the pshat also in this lahazir gedolim alakatanim? Right? This idea that specifically when it comes to the Kohen, that you have this requirement of the older person teaches the younger person, the adult teaches the child. Why specifically when it comes to, to the Kohen? So, I, I, so there's actually a few different pshatim that I've seen. Um, but one I thought was really interesting is that um, Rabbi Shlomir Druk pointed out this idea that typically, right, when it comes to mitzvot in general, so what do we do with our kids? So we hope to put them in an environment, right, that'll, mitzvah observance is natural, right? We, to, we live in a certain community, we take, send them to a certain school, we want certain values of Judaism to be natural for them, right? So if they're sitting at snack at, uh, at school, well, if all the families, are families keep kosher, so keeping kosher would be normal, Right? It becomes a normal thing for the kid. They go to school and everybody davens, so davening will be normal. They, they put on tzitzis, or they don't, whatever it is. The different things that we do are normal things. They live in a community where people keep Shabbos. It's not any sound for them. It's not so hard. Everyone's keeping Shabbos, right? So you create a certain environment that everyone's doing the same thing. So that works for most mitzvos. Where does it not work so great? 
Avelis, yeah. And for a Kohen, it doesn't work so great. Why? Because imagine the following scenario, okay? You are, when I, where I, where I, uh, I, where I, where I grew up, so I still remember this. There's like a certain area that was near like a place where I would drive by and there were like, it was a cemetery there and there were trees Please. that would hang, yes, yeah, so <laughs> coin. Where they were hanging over the sidewalk. Okay, so we would walk down that sidewalk and there was one kid who was a coin who used to have to cross the street. Right? right? Because a coin can't walk even under the trees that overhang a cemetery. Well, a, a Kohen child is not going to know that on their own, right? From that environment that they're around. Why? Because the other kids in their environment may or may not be Kohanim, right? So one shot is Lahazri, it takes extra chinuch for a Kohen, for their child. Why? Because it's something unique. It's something they don't, that they're not used to having, right? And therefore, it's, it's something that requires extra lahaz, like, yes, chinuch all the time, but certain things that are unique to that child, right? We always had, we would go to the Museum of Fine Arts as a kid in Boston, and there was, like, there was always a mummy, mummy exhibit. So the Cohen kids had to go do something else when we would go to it, right? So it's like, these, like, it comes up all the time, you know? But like, the Cohen, the, these Cohen children, so they have like special halachas. It makes them feel special also. They, some of them miss out, but they also feel special. But something unique for them. But, um, but what's also true, right, is that if, if that's true, so who's going to teach it to them, specifically then in that scenario? Their daddy. Their daddy, you know, <laughs> but their parents, right, are going to be the ones who are going to be even more zoned in on that halacha because it's not something they're going to get from the environment, right? It's going to be much more difficult. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, when people grew up in, certain commu- in, a, in a community where there isn't a Jewish community, right? And you're like one of the only from people and the kid goes to school and they aren't, they aren't and so the parents have to like really work with the kids. It's a very difficult, difficult scenario. So oh, drug the... Yeah. Or even you learn from, your, from seeing your parents. Ah. They may not see their dad at the museum avoiding the mommy, like finding that scenario, these unusual scenarios, you may not pick it up from your father either. Right. Without him directly. Directly. He's it to you. Right. Unless you're really, right. You, you wouldn't know because you never went to the museum with your father. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Correct. So uh, there are certain people, certain Kohanim, who I, I get these questions, they're going on vacation. They're like, okay, we're going to this museum. Da, da, da. I'm like, I don't even know what to tell you. CRC uh, but, has a list. Okay. See, so there you go. <laughs> and it's almost all the big ones. You can't go. My family yeah. can't go. Right, right, right. right. But, I but I'll tell you, it's always, it's always so, so funny because for the most part, not all, but for the most part, most rabbis, for the most part, are not Kohanim. Why most community rabbis are not Kohanim? Because you can't go to a funeral. So there are, there are Rabbanim who are, who are Kohanim and they work it out and they figure it out. But also doctors. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of Kohanim don't become doctors. It's a, it's a real, like, you really navigate a lot of things in life. But, but, but I'll tell you something that's so interesting. And this of Druk points out, I thought it was so fascinating. There's a story in the Navi. The story in the Navi, right? There's one individual in the Navi who is specifically given, he's not a Kohen, but he's specifically given rules about not becoming Tame. And that is Shimshon. Shimshon. I mean, Shimshon is born. Before Shimshon is born already, his mother has a, has a new book. Like, take a look at source number six. Shoftim. Parakir Gimel. So it tells a story like this. So the Jewish people are doing bad things in Hashem's eyes. And the Plishtim were had their way with them for 40 years. There was a man from the tribe of Dan, and his name was Manoach, and they didn't have children. And one day, this woman has a vision, and she sees a Malach. And he says to her, Now you're going to have a child. 
And then he tells her, he shamrina. Be very careful, he says. Valtish the yain and don't drink wine. Vishekhar or any or or any other alcoholic beverage. Valtochi kol tamei and don't eat anything tamei. Okay, and he tells her the reason is ki hina charav yolada ben umara umora lo yalear rosho ki nizir elokim yehanar mina beten. Vyachel lo shias yisrami rapishim. She says the reason you can't you're not going to be able to come tamei and don't drink wine, etc. He would have told her not to you know you know not to shave, but so he said so he says you know. Uh, why? Because your son's going to be a Nazir. So Rav Druk says, I, I don't understand. The halacha of Nazirus doesn't apply to the mom of a Nazir. That's not the halacha. Being a Nazir, you can't drink wine, you can't get a haircut. That applies to Shimshon. What? 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 Okay, fine. So that's one shot, maybe. She's like, you're pregnant with a Nazir, so it's a unique Nazir, fine. <laughs> but what's the other shot? The more simple shot? The chinuch shot? This child's going to be a Nazir. So you say to him, Shimshon, no wine, no haircuts. And he's like, okay, where's dad? Dad's at, uh, dad's at Chubby's getting a haircut. <laughs> How's that going to work for him? Right? No wine. But mommy, you have wine. Okay, that's me. Okay, so in that case, it's actually true, right? That the halacha for them is different than it is for him. But how's that going to go from a, from a chinuch perspective, says Rejok? Terribly. Right? So what happens? So the, to- so the malach tells the mother, this is how your life is going to be. If you want him to be successful at keeping these halachos, you're going to have to do it too. Otherwise, it'll never get through. Right? If it's not going to be you, then it's not going to work. And therefore, he says, that's the pshat, la hazra gedolam al-katan, when it comes to the coin. It's not just for the coin. Right? But for the coin, if he's going to have to teach this child, you know, Johnny the coin, that uh, when Josh and Yankel and whoever are all going to, going, walking into 7-Eleven and there's trees taking over the cemetery, you're going to have to cross the street. What is he going to have to do? You better be doing it yourself. Right? Because if you're not doing it yourself, but there's... But Shimshon's mother got haircuts. Yeah, I know. That's a good question. But, <laughs> Plus, but, that's the but, only case where it's the mom. Otherwise, the Gadolim Katanim is talking about the father. Correct. It's he, not... His point just is. Yeah, his point just is. That the <laughs> messaging... I know, you're, you're correct. But, but his point is that otherwise it's a very but it, but it is it's a very strange thing to tell her. Right? You can't drink wine. Why can't you drink wine? She's allowed to drink wine. Right? I was they, pregnant. I couldn't. Okay, okay. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. So, but the point being that, right, the, the ultimate La Hazir Gedolim Al-Katanim is not La Hazir. It's La Hazir Gedolim, right? We have to, the, the Gedolim have to know first because if we don't know, then forget about it. There's no chance. Right? And that the purpose specifically here, because this case is unique, is to teach the case. But again, but, I, but then the point being, it's the same exact case again. Once again, the rule that applies to the Kohen is just reflective of a rule that really applies to all of us. Right? So in the same way that the, that, that rule applies for a Kohen when it comes to Layitama, right? The value of family, right? That the family in certain scenarios, the Torah says actually, not just family, first, family instead. Right? Kashbachum says, ignore me for the day. Ignore me. No brachos, no tefillin, no davening, no, right? Go take care of your family. So in the same way, and that's not just a Kohen, that really, but, for the, but the Kohen is like the, the best example because he's so careful, right? So, so too, also, specifically by the Kohen. Why? Because the Kohen is the greatest example, right, for all of us to, to use. It's, it's this unique, bizarre scenario. Of course the father, if he doesn't do it, the kid's not going to notice. The kid's not going to know and not going to learn. So it's not just by a Kohen, it's by all of us. Right. Say, do what I say, not what I do. Right. As, we, as our kids get older, I'm learning it. As kids get older, right? They don't do anything that I say. They only do the things that I do. 
Right? That's the only way. And then and even that, you hope. Right? But n- it's never what you say. It's the, if you say it, it'll do the opposite. Right? So it's just what you do, not what you say at all. But what I think is so interesting, I didn't think about this until just now. That's the same shot that R- R- Salvechik said that we talk about. Uh, Kalash Baruch says to us that we should be mam- that, that but before Hasina, we mentioned this last week, that Hashem commands us to be Mamlechas Kohanim Vagoy Kadosh. Right? We should be, a, we should be a, a nation of Kohanim. We're not Kohanim. We're not all Kohanim. Right? We're all, we're all, we're not, all of us are Kohanim, right? So what does it mean, Mamlechas Kohanim? So he says that we should, a, ko, a Kohen is to a Jew as a Jew is to the world. And he points out all these parallels. We probably mentioned this before, right? That the Kohen can only eat certain things and only marry certain people, right? A Jew also can only eat certain things, only marry certain people. It makes us different, right? So the, the, the idea of the Kohen being like the representative of what we're supposed to be is actually fits very nicely. It's kind of continually brought home that message that the Kohen is supposed to be that model for the rest of us of how to place all these things out. And so in that sense, it does really the same thing here. So we think we're learning, right? Vayikra, Taras Kohanim. We are learning about Kohanim, but we're really learning about ourselves. So uh, it, with two examples. Number one, family comes first. And number two, if family comes first, it comes when we model, when we do that which we want them to do, so we can have a hope at least that they'll uh, they'll do what we do as well. Okay, shkoyach. Have a great day.